cabling and the cloud, all that and more on this episode of Cyber Sentinel. Hi, I'm Alan Adcock. I'm CEO of ASC Group here in Atlanta, Georgia. And on this episode of Cyber Sentinel, I have a guest, Troy Johnson, Johnson Professional Services. And so let's start with your questions. What are you seeing in the cabling market? And are companies doing anything different in recent years? Yeah, so that's an interesting question. Um, you know, with the rise of wireless networks, uh, oftentimes we get asked, do we even need to run cabling? Um, of course, ASC Group, we believe that everything should be, that's an emission critical business function should be wired up with a proper cabling plant. Um, Troy, what are you seeing as you run cabling and wireless networks in industries? Most clients are using some form of wireless for a number of their devices, but the advantage of wired, especially for the phone, is reliability. You don't want to have packets dropped. Uh, losing conversation can, uh, you know, really, really put a damper on sales uh, in the middle of it. Having those drops are, are are a bad thing. And yes, there are wireless phones that that work pretty good, you know, for the most part. But to eliminate any potential of error or any issue in phone quality, we always recommend getting it wired. And more, we're starting to see people say, "Well, I'd like just a single drop." We usually recommend getting two, regardless, because you're looking at roughly another five dollars in labor and then the cost of the parts. Whereas if we have to come back, you're dealing with trip charges, you're dealing with a full price for doing a run, it's a very minor increase in cost to get two per location than to just get one at that location. So, so and you're the gonna advantage- drop, You're gonna drop in one line at each location for the PC and one line for the, for the voice over IP phone. Correct, that's okay. a typical uh, layout. And even if they decide, hey, I wanna plug it into the pass-through port and run my PC in the pass-through on the phone, that's fine. But having that second one available will allow you to segment your phone from your computer if you'd like. Um, if the phone reboots, it's not killing your internet connection to your computer. Yeah, good um, and in addition to that, if you decide to put another person next to them or a printer or anything else, you already have an extra line that gives you a little more flexibility. So hang the, hang the peripheral, the printer, whatever it is, off of the phone and keep the PC separate. That's perfectly feasible. People yeah. do it every day. So wireless, typically you'd want to deploy wireless for conference rooms and that kind of thing. Sure. Uh, or, or work group areas like that where people bring laptops in and work as a team. And people use um, laptops, they'll use uh, tablets, um, they want internet content really quickly. Your television screens, your interactive televisions are uh, you know, going to pick up wireless content very easily. So there's definitely a place for it. It's just the performance of the wired network is still superior to the, the wireless. Absolutely. And it's easier to troubleshoot to boot. <laughs> it is. We're seeing most companies moving voice services to computer network. What do companies need to watch out for when moving to VOIP, voice over internet protocol? Yes, yeah, so that's a great question. Um, you know, back in the day when we would build out uh, office space, we'd have a cabling run for the computer network and then separate cabling run for the, for the phone network. All the phone systems ran on a different type of cable. Uh, than the computers did. Today, it's all the same uh, cabling. So we're running, uh, when we spec out a new office building, we want to run all that same, uh, what's called Cat5, Cat6 cabling plant. So Troy, when, when they do that in today's environment, um, what kind of things when they're putting that in do they need to look, for, look out for when they're putting in voice over IP telephone sets? That's a good question, Alan. So I'm going to take this in a couple areas. One is, what cabling do they have now? 
some people have had the traditional blocks, the 66 blocks on the wall, and they held, remember all the people would go around with a little punch tool and have to move things around, you know, with that traditional digital model. Sometimes people use twisted pair wire Cat5, Cat6. When they had that, we can transition that wire, re-terminate it essentially onto patch panels to make it where it's essentially ready to connect to their network. Um, sometimes it's Cat3, and we don't really have that option. Some right. people will say, well, I'll plug into the phone and use the pass-through for the computer. So plug into the top port on the phone, have a gigabit pass through down to, uh, to, run their, uh, to run their computer. Downside to that is if the phone reboots for some reason, if you, uh, if you kick a cord or whatever else, um, you know, you'll, you're gonna take out your connection to your PC as well as it reboots. Right. So some people will still say, I wanna separate the voice and the data as far as the wire that it's running over, but either way is fine, we run both. So the other considerations are also the network switching. So a lot of people will find that they have traditional 10-100 switches or even gigabit switches. They could be unmanaged, they might be managed, you know, depending, and they'll have varying architectures on that. Uh, the standard now is gonna be to have power ethernet switches. So that way they can run not only phones on the power ethernet switch, but they're also able to run wireless access points. They're able to run um, you know, different security digital, devices, digital cameras. Digital cameras, that kind of thing. Yeah. Correct. So there's just one, and those devices, you just have one cable, that's the network cable going into the device, and that you don't have to have a separate power going down to a little block on your surge strip, right? Exactly. Perfect. So it'll also save you money, so you won't have to get uh, electric put in different places, especially yeah. for wireless access points, cameras, things that aren't typically gonna have uh, you know, power readily right. available. You don't next have to, to have it. an electrician come in and, and install those extra outlets above the ceiling. Correct. Perfect. And then the third thing to keep in mind is, do you have enough bandwidth? So people will look at, you know, hey, I have multiple offices. I want them connected. I want them to be able to share resources. I want to pass calls between them. Um, and I might have customer service in a variety of places or a variety of time zones, a variety of countries, whatever it might be. Right. And having the correct bandwidth so that you have a clean conversation. So that'll be, you know, your SD-WAN setup that you specialize in is so critical for making sure you have quality of service on that so that voice traffic is prioritized and um, that it's able to transition to a different service if the quality starts to degrade, uh, which is one of the other advantages of SD-WAN. Yeah, absolutely. So SD-WAN, we can, we can control that. Uh, it's not necessarily an on-off. used to be we'd put in, uh, if you put in two internet connections, you'd have a full-on or full-off. So I have my primary connection that's running. If it fails, then it'll roll over to my secondary. Under SD-WAN, we can put additional parameters in there if we get ping rates that go above a certain level, if we get jitter rates that go above a certain level, roll the voice traffic to another connection um, in order to maintain that call quality. We also see a lot of times um, uh, those VoIP vendors will specify a configuration for the edge security. So right. we'll have to go into the firewalls and put in special rules to handle that VoIP traffic. Right. So do you see, Troy, do you see a lot of companies putting in a separate network today for voice traffic? Um, completely so, separate from the PC network? It's a, it's a really good question. Some people do, and some people completely isolate them. Um, other companies will just run VLANs, and they'll run the voice on a particular VLAN and just keep it off of you know broadcasting on the accounting network and so forth. Right. It's kind of a split. It just okay. depends on the preference that the, the company has. And there are strengths to each one. Uh, some people say, I don't want my voice traffic to ever touch my data network, and it's just personal preference for them, you know, their you know right. decisions. And other people say it's fine, I just need it segmented. And you can run a VLAN, and some people don't even run a VLAN, they just run it over the same network. Sure, it's a smaller organization. Right, Perfect. so whatever is best for the client, and we always talk about what's the best thing for the client.
There's still a huge install base of legacy phone systems. How can companies maintain and upgrade their systems with an eye to the future? Every company's got some kind of system in place. You don't necessarily want to throw that whole infrastructure and that investment out. Um, so Troy, what are some of the ways that they can leverage what they've currently got, but uh, invest in a future technology at the same time? Absolutely. Really glad you asked this question because we get this um, quite a bit. One of the products that's out on the market today that really looks at that is, uh, is Avaya. So their cloud products will allow users, especially people who have very developed, like they have tons of digital phones that are already in place. They might not necessarily have the budget to rip and replace all of that, but they want to go cloud. I said, I want the benefits of the cloud, the management and so forth, and I want the centralization of that, and I want to have it in a model where I can expense it each month versus you know, a standard depreciation model of a capital expenditure. Right, CapEx versus OpEx. Avaya's cloud product allows them to have a mixture. So you can have traditional digital phones with a gateway that allow the old architecture to work, the old phones to work with the gateway, and having all of that roll up to the cloud. So all your management function is in the cloud, but you can continue to use those, that investment in the old phones. Correct. Not only the old phones themselves, as long as you know, they're up to certain standards. You know, sure. some, they're 40 years old, it might be a new discussion. Well, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. If they got the rotary dial, we're, we're done. But, rotary yeah. dial would be rough. But uh, having that ability to use a traditional architecture such as digital phones um, and maintain it in a current cloud architecture will allow them to do a transition less expensive in some, in some cases. Uh, you know, no wiring required, no uh, switch upgrades, anything like that. And then having that gateway switch just basically talk to the server in the cloud, you know, the, the main core portion of it. Um, and it allows them to do that transition uh, a lot less painful. It's yeah. a lot less painful process. Yeah. And people are familiar with the product. They're, they know how it works. Training is a non-issue then at that point. Gotcha. So that end user training piece, that you, you don't have to deal with that. Correct. Got it. Are there other vendors that have similar gateway type products? I have not worked with any that are as flexible as Avaya is on that, but there are some that allow uh, analog, for example, where they would allow okay. you to have some analog devices if you needed to have cordless phones, um, if right. you needed to have you know, maybe a plug-in for fax. We typically don't recommend running fax over IP. It's better to have a hardwired connection for right. that. The reliability is significantly improved doing that, but some people say, I just have to do this, there's no other option. A lot of it is, is sitting down with a customer, which we've done in the past, and saying, what do you have? Um, is there a gateway? Maybe there's a direction, like we start here and we start moving you where you want to be or we're able to encompass it all at one time, um, just using a little of the old and a little of the new. So it just gives us flexibility as right. we uh, approach these challenges for customers. So we can, we can maximize the investments you've already made in that uh, legacy environment and make sure that you're investing in a future, uh, future dollars in a technology that's got a longer lifespan. That's all the questions we have for this episode of Cyber Sentinel. I'd like to thank Troy Johnson with Johnson Professional Services for coming in and being our guest on this episode. Uh, if you have questions for future episodes, please find us online at hashtag CyberSentinel, and we'll do our best to answer those questions in a future episode. Thank you.